and welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and sometimes we do get into more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And today... We're going to watch some anime. Change of pace. We're going to watch it? Oh, shit. I already watched it. Fuck. <laughs> We're uh, going to watch uh, 39 uh, to 42. Of Bleach, right? <laughs> of Bleach. Yes. Budichi. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. watching Bleach. <laughs> we're going to the Bankai of America and we are withdrawing. I watched episodes 39 and 42 of King of the Hill. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pocket sand, no jutsu. Um... <laughs> Isn't that isn't that a character on Naruto? This is not a podcast about Naruto. This is a podcast about my hero. About green Naruto. Green Naruto, yep. Young Midoriya. Yeah, young Midoriya. Sorry, it's gonna be one of those podcasts. I'm sorry. No, that's I and I and I'm glad. <laughs> you go back and listen to the first episodes of this, and we're all like so like very like proper and it's and like serious. And now I'm just like, what's up, motherfuckers? What do you think Aizawa's dick looks like? <laughs> 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 Just as like, I know. Um, <laughs> intimately. So, intimately. Welcome to season three. If you started on this one, sorry. <laughs> Maybe don't. This starts off the uh, trend that people on TikTok are mad about right now, which is uh, a new season starting with the intro of the entire, like, we live in a superhero society. It's like, I know we're on season three. <laughs> <laughs> like if, a, if an episode of Superman started out and was like, I'm from a planet called Krypton, you'd punch your fucking TV. I mean, Batman's <laughs> been doing it for 50 years. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, no, people are tired of starting an episode and hearing you a Coco Hido ka. Like <laughs> it's, it's like, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and this episode uh, is, is a recap kind of deal. Uh, but we do get a new OP immediately. And this is my favorite OP of the series, I think. Mine too. Okay, I actually, <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I was like, I know that I've been doing this whole thing where I'm like, mm, I'm going to wait until we talk about this. To, but you can't to, not gush about this one. Yeah. This opening fucking slaps. It is so good. <laughs> it is such a good opening song. Yes. I thought it was um, fine. <laughs> Sorry. You, you will. You'll like it more, I think, as it goes on, maybe, because I didn't like it at first either. Yeah, like as I was watching the episodes when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I, mm -hmm. I just like, and also I think I was just in like a weird headspace when I tried to sit down and watch these the other day. It, it got better over time, but I was like, I when those know. drums kick in and and all might, yeah, when all might hits the ground and his eyes, which are normally like dull, yeah, no, that shit was rules, yeah. And they like shining and there's electricity. I get like fucking goosebumps yeah. every time with that shit. Yeah. In terms of song, I don't know if it's my favorite, but like right. animation and all of that other shit, it's like top fucking notch. Yeah. So anyway, we're looking for a third chair on the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been listening, you know, you know. Kim <laughs> you will it. never make it past halfway through season three at this point. Like to announce my departure from, uh, from big three. <laughs> Um, <laughs> God damn it. But in this intro, we see like our heroes and our supporting cast start to take on like a more substantial role. It's not just Deku walking and being sad or whatever, right? Like um, sort of like what I said in the first episode that Simpsons like My Hero Academia will become like a huge ensemble cast where like anyone and everyone can do something important. Whoops, we're already at Themestown, damn. Like you see a young All Might in school with like fucking Master Shimura for a second handing off like one for all or whatever. Fucking in her Dexter's lab as mom gloves is what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. she does have big yellow gloves. We see villains and like I, I love in an OP in any anime 
when they're like they show like a big group of people and you're like whoa who's that i don't yeah, know who that yeah. is whoa who's that mm-hmm. i'm like that's my favorite shit in anime of a new season starts and you're just like who's that guy with the top hat me me, me. it's is me. It, you said you <laughs> it's me yeah no 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 cam hero academia yeah <laughs> like we see nomu shigaraki all for one so that tells you that like we're gonna have like a real showdown fight uh in here which is good um this isn't just something that's gonna be teased for forever and not done like we're having showdowns in, in this one. So in the actual anime, the anime My Hero Academia, the one we're watching, Shigaraki's watching an All Might documentary on TV or whatever. Um, and he's talking about what uh, he learned last time when they fought, basically. Can we talk about how Shigaraki is watching this and the three things on the bar table as he's watching this are like a mimosa Mm-hmm. A stack of cards yeah. and a picture of... Well, I have this in my notes. I don't even remember. Was it a picture of Midoriya? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. Yeah. Those are the three necessities. Yeah. <laughs> this man doesn't have his cell phone with him. He doesn't have his water bottle. This ashy, crusty boy is like, Karagiri, get me my mimosa. <laughs> He's living in the moment. Not a single phone in sight, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Karagiri, I'm so pissed off right now. If one of my 13 hands doesn't get on a mimosa right now, I'm going to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) So you just Um, fucking uh, fucking Mugatu from Zoolander. (laughs) He's like Beavis Mugatu. (laughs) Oh my god. Holy shit. I hate all of this. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Don't worry. He's basically talking about what he learned in our last episode, which is like... I want to make a scenario where not everyone can be saved and Mm. people can see that hero society is bunko bullshit. Um, Kurigiri is like, uh, I'm going to do a recap now of everything that I've seen now. And this is what this episode is. This, like all of the seasons, or at least three and four start out with like basically just clip show recap things Mm, with a little framing thing around it. But I think they are framed well. Yeah, at least. And like, you know. Season openings are when new people jump on. So it makes sense. Yeah, you at least get some cool character moments in this episode as opposed yes. to just like last time on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we see Aizawa and class 1B head Vlad King, whose quirk is to control blood. Cool. Um, <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, they're going over the quirks of 1A. And this is good since, like I said, we're about to enter like an era of the show where everybody can do stuff and there's going to be large chunks of episodes where Deku's not even there so we got to know what Kirishima's deal is when he steps up and does like a thing or whatever mm-hmm. um they they give everybody's quirk if you're listening to this podcast by now you, you should probably know all this stuff maybe you don't know like the names but you know like oh that's octopus mom or octopus mom that's octomom <laughs> office max grape boy got it yeah Deku's quirk is listed as superpower lol is what I say uh in the notes here because yeah. You know, what are you what else are you gonna say it is? I'm very muscular, but it breaks me. I guess it's superpower right, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It should be like glass cannon or something. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. He is the true definition of that. <laughs> um no, I was gonna say something that I really liked that they did is when Aizawa is talking about Todoroki, he introduces him as Endeavor's son. Yeah. And it kind of goes to show us like while we like because we're watching this and we're just like, why is he so fixated on this? Like no, you know, because like as a watcher you don't necessarily make that connection constantly, but mm-hmm. it just goes to show that the older generation of heroes and all these people who know these heroes are like, oh, Endeavor's son, like automatically yeah. without thinking there's that connection. Yeah. And like when The Rock started wrestling, because he's like a third generation wrestler, like he was the son of 
his dad mm. like when when he was introduced and stuff and so like now the rock is his own fucking man he's in in movies and shit but like you know when you're coming up like if your dad was a big deal you're going to be the son of the big deal until yeah. you are the big deal right i also really loved the sigh before Minetta. <laughs> Yes, it's like, oh, like he knows, he knows. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's so fucking over Minetta. Aren't we all? There's a point later on too where they're where they're yeah. like, yeah, you warned us about Minetta. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is good. <laughs> Before we get an intro to uh, Class B, which I love Class B, as you've as you probably guessed by now, um, but we don't get it. We get interrupted by the kids asking to use the pool. Uh, they're just trying to be shitty, I guess. Yeah. Um, we get a little flashback, and I just have a note here that Momo was going to go to Venice, and she, like, puts her hand on her chest and is like, I was going to go to Venice with Papa! <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I also have in my notes right here, if Minetta and Kaminari were the two hitting me up to hang out, I would really wonder where I went wrong. Sure, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Deku is too nice, though. He's, he's he doesn't. Nice. He's like, yeah. he is. He's oh, we nice. want to be better heroes, let's go! But it's really mm. like, no, I want to see anime titty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. The boys are there, though. All the boys are there when they get there. So I guess, is this an ep- a beach episode, technically? I think so. I guess, I guess you could call it's it a, that. It's a yeah. Beach episode. Yeah. <laughs> the perv squad does get what they deserve, though, and Ida makes them train, uh, which I love. Like, <laughs> just like ripped as shit. Like, 15 year old Ida is just like, brilliant. Let's all do a thing or whatever. And they're like, no, I want to look at boobies. I love that they invited uh, Midoriya to try to give their shitty plans. Oh, well, people like you, Midoriya. Like, if, yeah. we, if you invite you along, then it's for a good reason. It's like, maybe become likable. <laughs> and Midoriya is good enough of a boy to where he invites everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that. he's he's very, like, I mean, everything he does is in good faith. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's, like, a like a little moment where Ida, like, thinks to himself about all of the stuff that he and Deku have been through and and how much it's, like, helped him be a better hero and leading by example, blah, 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 the theme, whatever. And he says in the like first training thing, he's like, what Bakugo and I lost to is your tenacity, not your ability, because he wasn't good. He like mm-hmm. busted himself up, but like he was more tenacious. And so they won. And in general, Deku's quirk is to be a tryhard is what we yeah, kind no, of 100%. said in the past. <laughs> Baku squad is here and a little late. Um, and he's like super extra Vegeta so that he can like, get across to the like the newbie viewers like what his whole shit is i i love that like when they when they eventually do their their race in the uh the pool like bakugo just doesn't even touch the water <laughs> yeah. he just yeah. like blasts over it. it's like jesus christ aoyama in at least in the dub or in the sub when he uh goes past the st- the screen goes hi yeah <laughs> <laughs> he did in the sub too don't worry okay in the dub good too. yeah good good I, I love Aoyama. He's, he's, so, he's good. so good. He's so good. Ida is doing the same move that he did in the um, sports festival. Like when he's like gliding, he's like yeah. doing a sonic mm-hmm. grind, Fucking but it's Tony more Hawk refined. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like getting better at it because like when he did it before, he was like, oh, oh, oh. but now he's just like, I am going now, um, which is very cool. I do like, though, that Ida does have a scar from being stabbed into the ground by stain on his uh, mm-hmm. left shoulder. I've said before, but like scars are really important as like a continuity thing in here. And like Deku, you're always going to see his hand scar yeah. whenever he has his yeah. hands out. Anytime like, he's ever like you see like a big close up of him, I notice like, oh, hey, yeah, his hand is fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not as I mean, like same thing with Kirishima and the scratch on his eye, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of shit. It, it rules. And I mean, Aizawa has a scratch on on his face from uh, Mm -hmm. the USJ incident, too. And and though his vision is impaired, I think Jez will also agree that he is still good looking, though. Oh, Um, yeah. The scar scar just adds some flavor. Just makes mm -hmm. him a little bit more spicy. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's just the yeah, yeah. That's just the sprinkles on top. Okay, so we get like some Nomu recap with Sukauchi and All Might going over like the villain info because like the goal of this season for them is to capture All for One, like full mm-hmm. stop. That's what they want to do this season. And like I said, I'm I'm glad that they're like going for it and not being like someday we will get yeah. him and not have a any kind of plan. Aizawa stops the final race and then he gets a little Bakugo recap as well so that we know what his deal is. But I love Aizawa showing up and like shutting this shit down and them complaining. And he's and he literally says, did you say something? And they're like, no, sir. <laughs> I love him so much. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have so many of these moments in this episode. There's so much yes. Aizawa content. Take a shot every time Jess says, quote, I love him so much. Yeah, um, it's, you're no, going to be wasted. We want to grow our viewership, not not kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Something else that I really like about this episode is that that final race. Like, so our podcast is called The Big Three. I don't know if listeners know that. Um, it is. What? What? And- <laughs> <laughs> the reason why being that the the big three, like the most powerful students, I guess, in the third year class, they're referred to as the big three, and they kind of represent the future generation of heroes. Mm-hmm. And like seeing Bakugo, Todoroki, and Midoriya lined up at that race, it's just like, hmm. Do either of you think that there's any way that those are not the big three when they're in their third year? I think that the big three won't be three. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be like six or seven where it's like Uraka, Ida, mm-hmm. all those, mm-hmm. all those people. But yes, no, I think that they will be um, like the exemplar students, like the ones where like they're going to go to an earlier class and be like, look, I, I did all this stuff and this is how I learned to be really good and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit. Bakugo says that I won't let anyone catch up to me or beat me. So it's like, OK, we get it. That's your deal for the season. Got it. <laughs> And then we see All Might and Deku at the beach where we get like a little mini recap there culminating with All Might saying uh, to Deku, now it's your turn. Um, And we get a new ending and it's fine. (laughs) It's the the ending is definitely not great. Like, yeah, it's It's just a cute look at all the characters. I think it's a cool idea. Uh, Yeah, I think I did like uh, even though this is definitely much more of a recap episode, uh, you can even tell even if you just watch like the first episode and then this episode, you can absolutely tell how much Bakugo has grown just by Mm -hmm. how he interacts Mm -hmm. with people like and this fits right after the movie, too. Yeah, like like, the movie slots in so well in between these. Totally. It, It really feels like Bakugo in this case, like there is much more of a respect for people like that he has here that's like something he would never really speak obviously but at least not yet right right yeah it's something that he he says like i don't care if they're like my classmates but like he still like feels like he needs to beat them or like feels like he's having to compete with them and i think Mm -hmm. that just shows like him even calling them his classmates like kind of puts them on the same plane of him as him a little bit even and though so. he does call them extras early exactly yeah. yeah like yeah bakugo spent the whole summer playing league with kirishima and kirishima <laughs> was like bro you're a little bit toxic and he was like yeah, yeah bro. bro yeah bro uh, <laughs> gotta learn how to jungle or whatever yeah. the fuck. <laughs> i wonder how many fucking computers bakugo has gone through if he did play league holy shit jesus christ <sighs> how many how, how yeah no how many game boys has he exploded at least how many mice? Yeah. Like, good God. <laughs> He's got the fucking the mouse with like the holes in it so that it aerates him so that his nitroglycerin sweat doesn't doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we get a post credits here, which is actually a, one of the bigger, important ones. Uh, Aizawa tells Vlad that they need to keep all of the info about the camp secret uh, as they can, where the camp is, everything that's going to happen, because they don't know how the villains know what they know. And then we see uh, Shigaraki talking 
uh, about how a new game is about to begin. And he referred to the USJ incident as a game. Um, so this is him saying, like, I'm getting ready to do a big old crime. Big crime. <laughs> and a big crime they will do as we see at the end of this chunk of episodes. Episode 40, Wild Wild Pussycats. What a name. My favorite Will Smith song. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Wild Wild Pussycats so fucking They're much. Great. They're, They're good. great. They're great. They're very good. wonderful. Uh, AKA, uh, this episode is the beginning of class 1A and B's very bad, no good, horrible day. <laughs> That's <laughs> what my girlfriend said. Um... Uh, Deku says evil hiding in the underbelly uh, of the showy hero society. No matter how many times they're driven back, they hide in the darkness, storing up strength. They start to move again. It's like, OK, thanks. Thanks, poet Deku narrator. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting that he refers to it as like the showy hero society. So mm -hmm. like Stain has gotten two people yeah. like it's mm -hmm. interesting. Um, All for one has the info where the camp will be. So wherever the leak is. It's to him alone or whoever his like assistant is. Whoever the leak is coming from, it's not coming to Shigaraki. It's coming just through All for One. Jiren, the broker, the smoker broker guy, <laughs> shows midnight, up. Midnight Toker, got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Cam. I was like, yeah. I can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He shows up and he's like, hey, I got some support items uh, from the union which is interesting they said that the union agreed to help the league because there's high expectations on shigaraki and if the league becomes more active then those uh smoldering in the dark will start to move and if that happens those like me can share the profits which like there's so much there <laughs> like mm -hmm. what is the union like these people that are making support items for villains that are looking at shigaraki like so from this you can see that there's at least a company out there, at least one company out there that makes support items somewhere and is supplying them to villains knowingly with the purpose of destabilizing hero society. Yeah, mm. it's called the United States of America. I was going to say, do you think that there is something going on there? Like maybe they need villains in order to need mm. heroes. Mm. And yeah, remember that support item companies are highly regulated and it's important for society so a big company making items in such a short amount of time for villains is super sus. Tuck that away for season five. <laughs> Cam, whenever Nate yes. says something like that, like tuck it away, do you feel super smart? Um, I, I, I feel a little super smart. I feel great. Like I said this before, but I feel great when you guys like, like Cam's like, oh, it's like the U.S. government. And then like, <laughs> and then Jess is like, I wonder if that'll be important later. And neither of you know, but you do know now. Full transparency, I'll forget. Like, <laughs> uh, or it's like something that I will like recognize as we go into it, and then like I'll understand what Nate was Stars getting at. Above. Right. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, I think subconsciously, like, I'm reminded of this stuff, but I don't ever like it's hard for me to just like make a big point of it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't have the 103 page notes uh, like right. I do. Yeah, I didn't take notes this week. Hell yeah. So. And I and, and I think when we started this show, I was like, you don't need to take notes. Cam, especially, you don't need to take notes because you're the <laughs> one that's like, going to go. Cool. Great. Done. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's it's so cool when when you guys will say something like, man, like this this seems like this x x y and z and i'm like ha 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 mm -hmm. <laughs> i've framed the discussion appropriately well, yeah <laughs> oh, i did a good podcast actually but yeah no this intro slaps uh in summary uh <laughs> so uh aizawa's like this camp won't be just fun in games this is for actually training 
Um, Class B is here too, and uh, Monoma <laughs> makes fun of the kids for failing uh, before being chopped. It's cool that like actually nice members of Class B can say hi. They're not yeah. like they're mm -hmm. rivals, but they're not like Bakugo rivals. Yeah, um, it's good that they all think Monoma sucks too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There, uh, one of the gals that speaks up, um, she is one of the four recommendation students, uh, the last one that we've met other than Momo Shoto and the kid that turned the ground into pudding at the sports festival. <laughs> Those are our four recommendation students. I have a note. I love Class B and I would watch a whole show based around just them mm -hmm. just going to school with Vlad King and whoever <laughs> else is there. I think Midnight is one of their teachers, too. I, I just fucking love 1B. They're just they're they're just goofy and they have way they're way less trauma kids, but they will become trauma kids by the end of this. <laughs> hey. This uh, chunk. Trauma, trauma, trauma kids. So the bus stops off and the gang is confused because they're just at like a, a, a an outcropping <laughs> before being greeted by two members of the wild, wild pussycats, a hero team that started a joint agency together, plus some bratty kid that's with them. Uh, they specialize in mountain rescues. They're about to start their 12th year as heroes. And the one of them like jumps at Deku and is like, I'm fucking, I'm fucking 18 years old. <laughs> Fuck you. Say another word. Up. I fucking <laughs> dare you, kid. Thought here. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, their outfits are cute, but I look at them and I'm like, how the hell are you rescuing anybody in the mountains in that? Mm -hmm. Bike shorts. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they gotta right. have some bicycle shorts underneath those skirts. I, well, it's just they're so fluffy. It's like I, yeah. you can't. I can't imagine walking through like any dense area of trees without like my shit like <laughs> catching on everything. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. I was That's like, funny. if you want to make them cute and sexy, I would understand a cat suit. Sure. Over over yeah. the, the the frills. Go with like a Catwoman kind of style thing. Like, yeah, because they're going yeah. for they're going for like a magical girl aesthetic, sure, like yeah. with the, like with the paw pads lighting up and stuff. But yeah, no, like if you're in the mountains, one yeah. of you controls dirt. Yeah, <laughs> and you're the one that wears the lightest colors. Yeah, which is adorable. It's yes. like their their sure. costumes are adorable, and I love the the kitty paws. But I'm like, why would you not be? Yeah. And something tight and like and like this is right. the one instance where something tight makes sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yep. go off. Stop sexualizing a high schooler and start sexualizing a them, all right. Exactly. Start sexualizing the, the 30 year old cougars. Right. Literally. Yeah. Literal cougars. Literally. God. Okay, but 30, okay, real talk as I approach my 30s. 30 is not a cougar. Never say yeah. that. I get into yeah, that. No, yeah, I get totally. into that. Um, um so yeah, the, the pussycats own this land and they tell the kids that you're going to need to get to camp from here and it'll take a couple hours and since it's their land they have permission to use quirks here um they're in the forest uh of the beast which Kaminari calls a, a dragon quest uh area which i really like yeah fuck in yeah. japanese he's like Drakwe, uh which is very good <laughs> they just say video um, game in america because they don't appreciate dragon quest dragon quest rules welcome to my dragon quest podcast everybody <laughs> um welcome to dragon quench Mineta is about to take a leak when they're attacked by an actual monster after being thrown off the cliff. Um, Coda's quirk doesn't work on it, so Deku puts it together that this is not an animal. This is Pixie Bob, the, the pussycat that can control the ground. And her level of control here is crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Making multiple. I don't know if she just sets it up and then they just behave how she wants them to or whatever. But like she's having a conversation with Aizawa while like trying to kill 20 kids like Isn't it's crazy. There like a little bit like maybe a little bit later on where she is like it, it's almost like she's like watching this fight and like kind of cheering on her monsters or something so mm -hmm. like that level of control is just yeah. really cool she's just a dm 
Let's see. Another one of the uh, cats uh, tells Aizawa that the schedule, and her name is Mandalay, by the way. I want to try to get people's names out so that it's not just a random person because these people do show up in like season four and, you know, beyond. So Mandalay tells Aizawa, and all of these are names of cat breeds. Pixie Bob, Mandalay. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> they tell Aizawa that the schedule is grueling, but he explains that the goal of this is to be able to get the kids something that normally they wouldn't get uh, for another whole year, which is a provisional license. Most of the time you get it in year two is what he says, which this is setting up the second half of this season. This provisional license will let them like use their quirks in public and work with pro heroes. With villain activity being so fucking thick lately, they got to be able to help out and defend um, whenever uh, they can overall and be at a higher standard. We get like a cool excuse here of just to see all the kids do their thing. Like it's a cool sequence of just like, yeah. I have a tail. I do this. I do this. Yay. We're it's done. Just a, just a good fight. And then uh, as they get to uh, the actual camp, we meet our bratty kid. Frustratingly, his name is Kota, not to be confused with Koda, the mm -hmm. rock headed boy. Mm -hmm. What's funny is when you said Coda's powers don't work, I was like, Coda doesn't have powers. I'm like, oh, yeah. Coda <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, seems to be the first non-villain character that we've met that doesn't really like heroes all that much. And I'm sure this won't come up later. Hmm. <laughs> the kids get to the camp and they're wiped out, um, but they're met by the cats and Aizawa who praise them, especially Ida, Shoto and Deku and Bakugo, the big four, if you will. Aizawa likes cats, as stated in like the the break, like the coming back from the break and whatever, where it's like it lists a bunch of things that they like. Um, so I think it's kind of cool that like he doesn't treat the pussy cats with disdain like he does with a lot of other heroes like mm -hmm. All Might. Like when he meets All Might, he's like fucking high All Might or whatever. But like when he meets the pussy cats, because and I think this is intentional because he literally does canonically like cats which we'll get into later. He's like, long time no see, and does like a full bow. And I'm like, yeah. oh, buddy, you yeah. like cats. <laughs> Shows emotion. I, saw, uh, I can't say it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> when I was saying that, like the look on the look on Jess's face was like, oh, <gasps> I, I was I was process I was gonna say Aizawa respects pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna make the joke, but I was just like, nope. I nope. was like, is this too crude? Am I crossing a line? But I gotta make a pussy joke. Listen, I have the explicit tag on. If you're listening to this with your kids, get better kids or like I don't know. Make, make them grow up or something, man. If I don't you, know. If you are a kid, get better. Go yeah, plus get, ultra. Become yeah. better. Plus Wonder ultra yourself. yourself like up ten years. The cats introduce us and the kids to Kota, son of Mandalay's cousin. He's here to watch hero stuff. Midoriya, Deku Midoriya, no. Uh, Midoriya goes to introduce himself to Kota, but is instead met with a swift punch to the nuts. Just like <laughs> fucking one frame. Just, oh God, that animation was very funny. <laughs> Ida rushes up and is like, you brood of a nephew. Why would you do that to Midoriya's scrotum? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what he says in the dub too. So what an oh idiot! I think he calls him like I think he calls him like a brute of a child. Yeah, yeah, brute of a nephew. He's like, <laughs> I don't want to hang out with wannabe heroes. And then uh, everyone's like, woof, okay. Uh, and then so they have a like a big anime meal. This is the only day that the kids are gonna have food made for them. It looks so good. Anime food looks so good. God. <laughs> only to be contrast with the bad food we see later. Even the bad food looks good. Anything for the forbidden. TV wave anime food. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. That's all I exactly. Give me those weird pork cutlets, dude. Oh, yeah. fuck. All the kids are like loving it, loving it, loving it, which is super cute. Um, all of them except for Deku, who's a little fixated on the kid that seems to be the opposite of what he was like as a kid himself. 
Then I have anime hot springs trope.mp4. Koda <laughs> stops Mineta from doing the thing that we all know he was going to do in a hot springs scene, tells him that he needs to learn to be a better person before he can be a hero, which is great advice from Kota, by the way. I have to say, mm -hmm. I thought about this. Mm -hmm. If I were a bisexual girl in that class... <laughs> <laughs> so so me so you mean mina <laughs> yeah 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 mina has no. the most bisexual energy of any of these I'm true like, yeah i'm just like man already when i was when i was a teenager i was just like i can't be by girls i can't be by girls this is too much and then, and then imagine yourself in the 1a class surrounded yeah. by by those girls i just i would be blushing i would leave i'd yeah. be like no i'll go with the boy section it's okay i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go to bed uh, yeah. i'll see you later i just, like, I just gotta take a nap i gotta lay down <laughs> Um, it's so funny, like, all the girls are like, you know, because Kota's up there, they're like, you know, covering up or whatever, but Mina's like, yay! <laughs> I love Mina. Mina yeah. is great. Mm. This makes him pass out, but this is after he uh, punches Mineta so hard that he makes butthole and nose contact with Ida, which is very good. <laughs> Poor Ida, man. But yeah, so uh, Kota falls because he he got an anime nosebleed from seeing a booby. Um, and then in the little nurse's office, Deku is like, Hey Mandalay, what is like? Why is why is your um why is your nephew a piece of shit? <laughs> and he's not the only person that doesn't like heroes. She says like there are people that don't like heroes in society, but it is still weird for a kid not to like them. And then she says maybe if he had been raised normally, he would have admired heroes too. Pixie Bob comes in and elaborates on Kota's parents' origin, basically, uh, or and I guess rather that they were yeah. both heroes and they were killed in the line of duty two years ago and left him behind after facing uh, a dishonorable death, like a gruesome, like gross death yeah. uh, to a villain. I said, uh, no kid would be able to comprehend how a hero could prioritize hero work over their own family. Um, so Koda hates heroes now, um, a lot like Shigaraki. And if this, if this kid isn't saved, he could very much turn out to just be a villain or at least just like a troublemaking adult that doesn't mm -hmm. really like respect the, the hero system. Deku has no answer to this yet. Um, this is like a good, like mental challenge for him. Um, it's, you can't punch this away. <laughs> this problem punches you <laughs> in the nuts. Uh, <laughs> in <the scrotum laughs> so the next day in the camp, uh, we're training to level everybody up. Bakugo, uh, does the, like throwing the ball test again is only marginally better. Um, Aizawa's like, yep, you've had a lot of technical and experiential experience here, but not physical. And we're going to get swole here kids uh, and then he says try not to die which yeah. I, I i love that king king shit. Yep. <laughs> um and in the post credits uh, we see toga the the blood sucky school girl lady uh from the villains um she says that they got their support items in they don't really love them um but it'll work um and dobby uh, says that this is going to be a signal fire that will lead to a brighter future so you're like are you like a stain like he said before that he's like a stain zealot or whatever, yeah. right? So he's like whenever whenever you uh, said Toga, I thought you were about to say friend of the show. <laughs> friend just of the show. Toga, friend of the show, you know. Uh, <laughs> Izuku Midoriya, friend of the show. Yeah, just friend um, of the pod. Uh, <laughs> episode number forty-one, Kota, friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> this intro slaps. I say, can't believe that was the title. Wow. Yeah. They went with that. Cool. <laughs> well, the last one was wild, wild pussycat. So anything is out the window now. Fair. Yeah. Um, so class B is doing, um, the same kind of training as one a, uh, I love that, uh, the, the character manga Fukudashi, the, the guy with the manga bubble as a head, he's got like ZZZ on his face after yeah. they wake up <laughs> fucking 
Love him. Just so good. Vlad is like, when muscle fibers are overused, they break and reform stronger. So we're going to do the same thing to your quirks. We're going to bring you to your breaking point and then beyond. Um, going to get swole. Just pile that away for the next episode. <laughs> breaking muscle fibers. Wow. We get intros for uh, all of the 1A kids as they train their quirks in various ways. Bakugo is making his sweat glands swole, which is gross but funny, and he's like, damn it, every time he does yeah. it, which is very good. Well, he's putting his hands into fucking boiling water, right? Mm-hmm, to open Fuck. up his pores, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, he's like gauge training his pores. It's weird. Skincare is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I like that every time you see Bakugo, it just the explosion takes up like three-fourths of the fucking frame. That's yeah. just so good. <laughs> Um, Shoto is alternating fire and ice to keep the bath water that he's in uniform, which is really cool as a training mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, and he still can't use both at once. And this is going to be his like big hurdle throughout the series is like trying to use both at once or not, not having to consciously switch from one to the other. I love that, um, present Mike is doing like intros for these. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's so cool. Like he's, he's like a omniscient like member of this cast sometimes which i really enjoy what does he know <laughs> present mike is god yeah yeah you're right. yeah you're right sarah is going like full ham and just like standing on a mountain and just like spewing out tape from his elbows which i'm just like god yeah where's that coming from dude <laughs> i said koda be yelling aoyama be pooping <laughs> Uraraka be barfing, Tokoyami's in the dark learning to control Dark Shadow. That scene is so fucking funny. Yes. Just him screaming in the dark cave. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 1B is here, and so are the rest of the Pussycats, all four. Uh, Ragdoll's quirk lets her see the quirks and weaknesses of about 100 people at once. That would be pretty useful if you were a villain, uh, I feel like, to know the, yeah, the, oh, the, yeah. the weaknesses of people. We know Pixie Bob can control Earth. Mandalay says that she can send info to people um, via telepathy. Only one way, though. And the last one is Tiger. His quirk is Playa Body. I love Tiger. Tiger, Tiger rules. Tiger's Tiger so rules. Good. He's kind of Mr. Fantastic, and he's canonically trans. Oh, hell yeah which rules. Oh, I didn't know um, and for that. Somebody, that is cool. Yeah, and for somebody whose quirk is to change the shape of their body to suit their needs, that rules. it's kind of cool for that their gender identity matches that. You go, Tiger. Hell yeah. When he punches Midoriya, it does say cat punch, and I like that a lot. <laughs> I just love I just love that he's so fucking intense and that, like, I, I believe he transitioned, like, after being in this group, and I love that he's like, no, I will wear the skirt still. Yeah, hell <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm just Tiger now. They rule. Tiger said, fuck your gender norms. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Deku is not a good fighter, uh, says, <laughs> says Tiger. That is, that is true, yeah. And, yeah. It, and, it, and it's cool, like like um, yeah. what Jess said in an earlier episode, like it's cool that the, that the anime lets Deku lose and learn and not be the smartest kid in the room all the time. Like he... Mm -hmm is a bad fighter and this is literally something that continues like Gran Torino told him like you're way too predictable like mm -hmm. you you're you're and like a fight that happens later on the enemy says you're way too predictable so it, it rules uh like we said before like his his thing is going to be learning to not think so much just do mm -hmm. Deku starts thinking about his progress we get like a little bit of a recap and you know knowing how far he has to go all that kind of shit and that's something like this whole training montage I know that like I don't know, whenever there's recaps or training montages or anything like that, I feel like a lot of people kind of like roll their eyes maybe or like mm -hmm. tune out. But like something that's so cool is like 
looking at this compared to training montages maybe in like season one or two and like I can't remember. Was it before the sports festival that you see like all of the kids training or was it before Mm -hmm. like the exams or something? There's actually there was one for both. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but the very first one that you see, um, none of them are actually physically like they're not using their powers to train. They're like like you have Todoroki doing like the Tai Chi and and stuff like that. Yeah. Or like Momo studying. Um, And so this is like the first time where it's like you see them just like constantly pushing, 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 using their their powers, using their quirks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just shows you like they're now understanding themselves a bit better. And the way Mm -hmm. that they're going about things is so different. And the teachers are learning their quirks better, too, so that they can Mm -hmm. train them better. And additionally, like they can't use their quirks at home. Right. Like they can't like because of laws. Right. So like so them being on this big open thing. I mean, like. Coda could just go yell at some animals and just be a weirdo in public or whatever. But like, oh, well, and if, you fucking know that Endeavor's breaking rules and forcing Todoroki to use his powers. Oh home. yeah, of like course. You, you know that shit's going on. Canonically, yes, he is. Yeah, <laughs> and like, who's gonna fucking stop Endeavor though? Like, yeah. who's gonna stop Endeavor? Indeed. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like imagining like the parents of these kids and like who would like like okay, Momo. I think her parents would probably be like, it's cool, just stay inside the house. Like, yeah. You can do right. it but do it inside the house <laughs> you know yeah. and I this think is this that... is you're equating this to like drinking wine at, yeah. at dinner yeah. with your parents. <laughs> i'd rather but see you I do bet it you with she me does that shit too yeah i oh sure. yeah, yeah no yeah. she oh, definitely yeah. knows what sauvignon blanc tastes like i don't but, but you know that midoriya's mom and and bakugo's mom if they tried any of that shit inside the house they would be like you fucking cut that out now or you yeah. are not eating dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no fucking pork cutlet bowl for you. No. I saw your intro sheet. You like that? You're not going to have it. <laughs> a certain present Mike told me that you really like this. So it'd yeah, be exactly. shame if something happened to it. Um, I was watching this with my girlfriend and she was like, normal superhero things don't do training arcs where they progress their stuff. Like mm-hmm. in like the X-Men or whatever. Wolverine will just be able to heat up his claws because the story wants him to, right? right like right. your powers progress and regress in like all that shit in normal superhero media. But because this is an anime thing, then this is a training arc. They're literally getting better. And this is one of like, I don't know, three or four of these that we get where it's just like, all right, here's the reason why they're better at this now. <laughs> like, and that rule. Well, and that's something that I love too, because like, it's nice to see that, the students have end goals or the kids have end goals. Um, yeah. Because like that, that is something that's frustrating. It's like when you're watching an anime and just out of nowhere, because they need it in this moment, this person can now do this. And it's like with Todoroki, we see him trying to use his fire and his ice at the same time. And so like mm-hmm. when that inevitably happens later, I'm assuming um, we can say like, Oh, that's so cool. He finally did that. And he's been trying to since, you know, season three. Spoilers, he hasn't done it yet. <laughs> he's still he's still fucking working on it. So, but yeah, it makes it to where I feel like you you have that greater satisfaction. After that training, uh, the kids have to use their quirks to make dinner together and work together. And they are not great cooks. Yeah. I do like I do like Bakugo fucking blowing up an entire stove. That was very funny. Yep, and Iraq is like, you got it. You can't can you, do that. Can you not, bud? Like, <laughs> so, Momo's talking about her quirk, and she's like, yeah, I, I turn food into items. And he's like, oh, like poop. I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, Stop God. it. I love 
Momo's reaction to where she just like caves in upon herself because I'm like, same. Yeah. Oh, so you just <laughs> yeah, like an appearance conscious like rich gal like just yeah. being like, oh, your power is to poop real things. She's like, oh god, no, oh, shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'm poop girl now. No. Oh no. Kota uh, fucks off, but Deku finds him and brings him some food, which is cute. Um, and he thinks that heroes just want to show off. Deku's like, okay, so I know who your parents are now. They were water hose, which is like, <laughs> we got some hose in this house. <laughs> Nathan, they died. <laughs> <laughs> have some respect, you motherfucker. We, okay, we don't have some hose in this house anymore. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't have died if they didn't have a weird name. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Kota says that calling each other heroes and villains is just an excuse to beat each other up, um, which is like a very reasonable thing sure. that a kid would think. Yeah. Like you guys are just playing cops and robbers. Um, he hates hero culture in general, and he's like not the only one in the generation in his generation that thinks this. Um, lots of mm. kids, as we'll meet later, dislike heroes for being flashy or not being flashy enough or having bad motivation or not being strong enough. All for one was literally taken out six-ish years back now and so kids that are five or six they only know peace so mm -hmm. they don't know really the reason why heroes exist it's just like oh you fucking lazy power rangers or whatever the fuck <laughs> fuck you guys and deku's like there are a lot of different ways to think about quirks separate from heroes so don't just reject them because i mean like in japanese they don't say quirk, they say kosei, which means your originality <laughs> so like don't mm -hmm. reject your originality Deku leaves and the camera pans to a dent in the rock that seems to be caused by uh, water. So you're like putting it together like, OK, he's going up there to be a be a little rebellious kid and punch the wall for a little bit. The villains are here and they're talking about their support items. Like I said before, they don't love them because it's a little bit military ask, um, but they'll work. There are seven of them now, um, but they need to wait for the remaining three to begin the actual strike. The extra lessons group, the failed ones, uh, have extra classes at night, which I love. Like Kirishima and Mina and Saro and Sato and Kaminari also. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The himbo squad is there. <laughs> I love that they have night classes and have to train during the day because it's like, listen, you guys canonically kind of suck. You got to yeah. get better. <laughs> right. You're not training to, to be circus heroes. You're training to like really actually save lives. So like, I don't mm -hmm. care how much you don't like it, man. I love that Aizawa refers to that as their treat too. Cause they're just like, mm, yeah, do we like, do we, is there going to be like a perk to this? And he's like, your perk is that you're not going to fail and like drastically fall behind people because you're yeah. already behind. Oh yeah. <laughs> Aizawa while they're training says like, always know where you came from know what it means to improve, know why you're sweating, and know why you're being nagged, which is like, bro, that's some, that's some shit. <laughs> Real shit. Mm -hmm. Deku is like, um, is my daddy coming, though? <laughs> is All Might coming? And, and as I was like, no, they're literally the target for the villains, so why would we put everybody that they want to kill in one place? Yeah. Goddamn idiot. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, I just really like All Might. <laughs> I, yeah, and that's the thing too, is he's the most inconspicuous child alive. Like this is a huge secret. And he's just like, nah. Like I gotta tell yeah. everybody. Everybody yeah. has to know about this. Cause like even fucking Todoroki is like, so why were you wondering if All Might was gonna be here? Yeah. yeah. Does he owe you money? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All Might will not come here. He he seems to be a target, obviously. So um not even seems to be. He's explicitly <laughs> want a murder target for the villain. So we can't rely on him to come 
if in parentheses when because this is a television show uh when it goes south um and then <laughs> tokoyami says uh revelry in the dark revelry in the dark <laughs> He's such a fucking edgelord. I, I love, love him. him so much. He says that like four fucking times, yeah, too. Yeah. I love and everyone it. is like, what are you talking about? Good? You good, bud? <laughs> yeah. Revelry in the dark. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start a band called that. Yeah, yes. fuck yeah, let's yes. do it. Jiro likes a band in universe that's called Deep Dope, and I really like that. Fuck yeah. that's, that's very good. That's very good. This is where we get our clip of Bakugo being good with a knife, and I love I love that he is just like because he, he is the kid from the what have you got a knife no vine like that's, <laughs> that is him i also love that uraka's like wow you're so good at that he's like no i'm not even good at this you're just so bad like yeah. all of you are he's so like, bad y'all are just not good like <laughs> jesus and that in one sentence is bakugo's like whole yeah. character like yeah. i'm not good yet you're just really bad it's like whoa shit <laughs> That's some good script writing, dude. It's, no, it's um, really, it's so perfect for him. And like totally. something else that they do, and I think this is like during this scene, um, is Aizawa is talking about like, you need to know, you know, where you started, who you are, and how you got here. Where you came from, yeah. Yeah, and um, oh my gosh. And, and it happens during this scene, but they, each one of the kids like kind of takes that to heart. And then you see Bakugo saying like where I started, you see Todoroki saying who I am and you see Midoriya saying how I got here. And it's like, "Mm, oh shit, Mm. that's, that might be like the thing Mm. that's going on in their minds. Like most of the time and, and consuming them. Maybe (laughs) That's some script writing, baby. That is some script writing. Um, Oh, it's so good though. It's so good. As you said earlier, Shoto noticed um, the All Might comment from earlier and asked Deku. Deku is like, oh, I just think that uh, Kota could use some inspiration. So he really did. (laughs) It really wasn't like a security blanket thing of just like, is my superhero dad going to be here? It's like, no, this kid needs to like see big Superman do a good punch or something so that he can know that heroes mean it. I thought that was a great answer because that's that's what worked on him. That worked for him. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. entirely how he got there. Mm-hmm. However, Shoto is like, you can't just have a rando like philosophize at you, mm-hmm. especially as a kid. That would be pretty annoying. So like actions are going to be the thing that makes Kota come around. If words are going to have or if if the words are going to move someone by themselves, they have to be pretty powerful, which is rad because that literally happened with him and Deku, right? Like yeah. mm-hmm. Deku's yeah. words literally reached him and were powerful enough. I do love this interaction, though, just because like because he even references like what happened between him and Deku. And he's just like, like, listen, he kind of he's like, I know your heart is in the right place. But at the same time, sometimes you get into like really personal things about people's lives and kind of insert Mm -hmm. yourself and think that you can change when like you don't know these people you don't know what they went through and maybe it's kind of bold of you to assume (laughs) right right yeah and Deku's like oh fuck sorry you're right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like in Shoto's case it worked you know but at the same time it's like he's gotta have he walked off that battlefield you know kind of a bit shaken Mm-hmm. And like, you know, yeah. why, like, why is my family drama like aired out so much that even this kid can see it who I don't even know? 
Right. Yeah. And if he if he tries to inspire the wrong person, they're going to fucking clock him in his face and not mm-hmm. in a sports festival way. Mm-hmm. The failure crew gets dragged away. Time for a fun training event that I'm sure won't get interrupted by villains at all. No. Revelry in the dark. We get again. Revelry in the dark. <laughs> Why is that uh, not the name of this episode? I, actually? Know. I don't know. I don't it's know. bullshit. It's uh, this thing is basically a haunted house thing. It's it's like a more of a creative exercise of like, all right, we're going to try to scare you. So everybody gets paired up. Deku is solo because the too many people failed, which is hilarious. And it it also is like, you know, it, it for me, it's like, oh, that's that's really good foresight that an odd amount of people failed the exam so that Deku could be alone here to go do something, you know, like Sarah failing the exams was like months ago in the manga at this point. Right. But it's like a planned thing to be like, OK, so. Sarah's gonna fail because he just took a nap on a hot girl's lap and then like <laughs> and for some reason you don't pass an exam like that. Did he truly so, fail though? No, no, not absolutely at all. not. Not at all. God. I would love to take a nap on Midnight's lap. God, absolutely. Same. Absolutely. Again, yeah, if Jess went to this school, it would be game over, dude. <laughs> no, it's it's Je- so bad. Like Jess would wish that she would be the invisible girl so that she could be blushing the entire time and not be giving it away. It would be so embarrassing. I would be the 16-year-old girl who's just in love with with the teachers, with the students. It would it would be a mess. It would yeah. be it would, yeah, it's it's <laughs> this is the like ruin the bisexual's life school. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um Jesus christ bakugo wants to switch because he doesn't want to be with shoto which i love <laughs> even though it's like just take a walk in the woods with this but, guy yeah. you don't love it's fine that's, it. that's all you gotta do <laughs> chill out buddy uh while class b is on scare duty we see a little scene of them quote unquote scaring bakugo and shoto and in the in the sub like all they go all they say is oh like that's it but they like they're like haha we got them so good yeah. <laughs> like a reaction from shoto and bakugo the most they could ever hope to get is like oh <laughs> not yeah. like a scream or something that's that is true of the dub as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they're the class 1b is talking about it before um they notice some weird smoke and a smell teeth man and uh kodai which is the the girl that has so far just said yes she's quiet and uh they, they pass out and kendo clutches uh um a girl named yui uh with (laughs) kendo's quirk is to have big hands it's literally catch these hands um (laughs) and it's kind of terrifying to look at but works out here though it works out here though yeah so dobby is the one that's setting the trees on fire there's a kid with a gas mask uh making the gas wow uh is what i have in parentheses thanks mate (laughs) from yesterday um and somebody (laughs) is uh pulling the pros away um, the Vanguard Action Squad of the League of Villains is here, a.k.a. literally everybody but Shigaraki. <laughs> a good name, honestly. Yeah. I'll give it to him. That name rules. Yeah, like I said, the villains across this whole series, they keep coming up with new dumb names that I love. It's better than League of Villains. Well, like, it's it's the Vanguard Action Squad of the League of Villains. Like, <laughs> by the time you have enough, like, if you have enough time to say who you are, All Might has enough time to clock you into another anime. Like, <laughs> like you will be in Bleach. You, I was gonna say Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like thinking. So the the like Vaslov 
is, is what they would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which sounds disgusting. I was yeah. like, what would that like abbreviate? It's Vaslov, if, if anybody's working or like thinking about it. So, Gross. yeah. Uh, and that's how I will refer to them as in the rest of this episode great. now. Thank you. Great. It definitely sounds like medicine for a yeast infection. I'm just going to yeah. say. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. Don't take Vaslov if you're expecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Side effects of Vaslov may include villain attacks. Um, <laughs> Deku realizes that Kota is somewhere alone right now um, as we see like a cloaked villain emerge from the shadows. Episode 42, My Hero. Sounds uh, familiar for some reason. Okay, I don't know why. <laughs> this OP slaps, I say. Um, really, Nate, does it? Is yes, it good? It do, do you like it? It do, I do, it do. <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. Look, I'm fucking sorry, okay? Jesus Christ. <laughs> we see Kota have a little flashback to Mandalay telling him that someday there is going to be somebody that will risk their life for them, and he'll understand what his parents did for everyone for their for their whole career, not just that one part where they um, defended somebody but died in, in, in battle or whatever. But he's a kid, and like Shoto said, you can't expect just words to reach someone, let alone someone that sees their situation as my family gave their lives for strangers and now I'm left behind. Mm -hmm. He is, he needs saving and he's not even in danger yet. Um, my hero academia is like all about saving somebody in like all senses of the word. And Kota is clearly going to be one of Deku's first big challenges like that. Um, he shaved, he saved Shoto. He did not shave Shoto. I did not read that <laughs> fan fiction. He saved Shoto from himself already, but that was someone that he went to school and trauma bonded with and not somebody that outright punch you in the nuts hates you. <laughs> like, trauma kid. <laughs> trauma, 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 trauma kids. Yeah. Five minutes earlier, uh, the failure squad is being taken to night school. And this is when we get like the treat conversation that Jess was talking about where they like, mm. they're like, oh, the treat of us getting, you know, more schooling. That's like salty licorice. And like Aizawa <laughs> turns around and is like, I like salty licorice. And for here, I for some reason <laughs> said no comment here. <laughs> some kind of, there's a joke there about salty licorice and Aizawa being. A he would. Also, um, this the treat for me during this scene is yeah. when he turns around and says, do you want me to tighten your, your binding? Yeah. And my note for that is yes. <laughs> Jess will have some of that salty licorice. Actually. Take a shot, a, everybody. A resounding uh, yes. A resounding yes. Take, take like three shots for that one. Uh, take a bath. See, yeah. this is why I couldn't be. I couldn't be in Aizawa's class. First of all, I would be so distracted. You I would are Mineta. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> I like to think that I'd be... I'd be Momo, but thirstier. Like I'd be like, I could see that yeah. fighting him, and I would just be like, I can't even focus. Like, how am you I? You say would to do be this? like that's not already basically your character design <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I sometimes. What's funny is, um, when I had even darker hair, I would like throw my hair up in a bun, and when my bangs kind of grow up, and Andrew's like, you literally just have Momo hair right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's it's a look. It's a look. It is a look. It's a strong <laughs> yeah. look. Yeah. It's a heroic look. Um, um, but yeah, no, Aizawa would distract me. Like I, I would be the kid in the remedial class, um, and he would. Oh, that. I failed. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to stay after school. <laughs> I failed because I took a nap on midnight. <laughs> it's that, that like meme on Twitter of the person running away and going, "Oh no!" And looking yeah. back, like that's you with that's you with midnight. Oh my god, I need to post that. <laughs> Don't give me no. 
Oh, Jesus anyway, Christ. I would be too thirsty to be a hero. That's that's the moral <laughs> of the story. Absolutely. If you're a colleague of Mountain Ladies, like it's over, dude. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, Monoma is here in the failure class too, uh, and chastises them for failing, uh, and and he he failed himself, which is I I love that because he probably tried to copy exam shit from somebody. Like his his quirk is literally to copy quirks, and it implies that somebody in his uh like exam thing did pass because he's mm-hmm. he's by himself so like <laughs> mm-hmm. he didn't do anything in whatever group he was in which i love too bad kendo's not here to chop him and shut him up though mandalay contacts everyone and tells them that the villains are here um aizawa rushes out only to be met by dobby we don't get the name of his of dobby's quirk but it is referred to in the fan community as cremation he recoils from his own flames and plus them being blue means like they're really hot and he probably can't take like the actual damage and like plus like he's got a bunch of like gross skin on him right yeah, so you can put yeah. it together that like ooh, does your quirk like really hurt you like deku kind of mm-hmm. you know a situation like that i i watched this scene for the first yeah. time and oh not I was this like, time. Really? <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm processing because yes, yes, okay yes. so the first time that i watched this happen i was like are you oh are you a dobby stand too no no well okay so i think dobby's well... like fine <laughs> <laughs> no because what's so funny is the first time kayla one of my friends um and, yeah. and somebody at uppercut watched this she texted me and she was like "Ooh, are you into dobby and, and i literally said i'm like oh he's he's fine like i i get the appeal and he has like that zuko thing going for yeah. him right but like not super my type but i like i wouldn't say no to him <laughs> i wouldn't say <laughs> Motherfucker, I say this to Kate Sanchez all the time. He burns him. He burns his him own skin. He smells horrible. Guaranteed. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. You don't want to cuddle that dude. He's he's a stinky boy. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was gonna say. Oh, you weren't getting at that he was a stinky boy? That wasn't your point? (laughs) No, I was like, did you, did they really make Aizawa survive that first attack just to fucking kill him here? Because, like, it looks like he straight up dies. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, this man just got his skull cracked, and now he's here. I love the shot, though, of of Dobby, like, recoiling his hand from the the blast. Mm. Like, he was trying to kill Aizawa. Oh, yeah. Straight up. Well, and you don't expect it too. Like Aizawa's like, I'm going to go protect the students. He runs out of the, the building and then immediately you see yeah. those blue flames and you're like, holy shit. And Dobby's like, I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> like, yeah. shit. And so the Geico Gecko shows up and introduces themselves <laughs> as the Vanguard action squad of the League of Villains. He looks a little bit more like the Budweiser lizards. Let's be yes, real here. Yes. As a brand expert, as the host of the hit podcast Hamburg Lore, I can safely say. <laughs> just getting louder as you said. Yeah. <laughs> just screaming. My neighbors are like, what Budweiser! the fuck? Geiku, 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 Goku. <laughs> Uh, no, the Goku Gecko, Goku Gecko, the volleyball anime featuring lizards. Yeah. All right. Until until he gets uh, introduced, he is Goku Gecko. His name is he's he's just Gex. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so Gex tells the other villain, Big Sis Mag, uh, to slow up and do this like stain and not just kill everybody. Um, and it looks like the ideology of half Shredder and half Ninja Turtle brought yet another half Shredder, half Ninja Turtle. Yep. Um, but he's not Shredder. He's Spinner. It's, he's so like almost a Ninja Turtle character I that know. it's like hilarious. I referred to his sword as the Busto Buster sword because yeah. it's just a bunch of knives belted together. He is the fucking like 
end line of like the design progression of Cloud Strife. Like he is where <laughs> you eventually end up at. Like you just get wilder and wilder. And like I don't know, tape like ninety big swords together and make him a fucking lizard. Hi, Advent children. Yeah. Yeah, I was, that's what I, exactly yeah, what I was saying. Yeah. It's the Advent children limit break where yeah, he has all of the pieces that break apart. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Big Sis Mag. Big Sis Mag is another trans character, which is an interesting thing here. But uh, I, this is the thing. This is like for me the overall worst part of the show is the treatment of of Big Sis Mag. Uh, mm. She mm. is. It doesn't matter that she adheres to or doesn't adhere to certain certain roles, right? And like I'm I'm non-binary, so I might be a little bit more like sensitive to this. But like she says that she's a she, so that should just be it, right? But she's mm-hmm. and and if that was it, it would be fine. But the way that she's voice acted in Japanese and English, yeah, it's it's it is clearly played for humor, and that sure. like blows. That fucking <laughs> sucks. Well, even like, and and that's something with Tiger back like what an episode or two ago. Whenever Tiger is first introduced, like one of the kids from One B is like, I have questions about him. Yeah, and like, and it's it's like little things like that where it's like, mm, and like Mineta's whole character with like how how he acts and like the the sexual harassment basically with him. Like it's little things that they like always have in anime, and it's such a bummer. And it's like it's not just with my hero it's like just things that are in all of these and it's like when can we move past this it's not funny like it never was funny and it's really not funny (laughs) and like you you have a character like tiger where it's like other than the like that one comment or whatever of like oh your genre doesn't match your your body or whatever is what Mm -hmm. they say it would just be cool to just have that as like the thing of just like oh cool he's trans or whatever yeah and there are like i don't know you can you can do a lot of like gender theory in regard to like art criticism with with big sis mag her name is big sis mag like right (laughs) cis like uh uh-oh um like i don't know it's 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 really just kind of gross and i want to do have a bigger talk about her later um when we know more about her but like my honest take on the character is that she's valid in her gender and i think that a trans character that doesn't adhere to gender norms fighting a trans character that does has a lot to offer there discussion wise sure. about yeah. being why one isn't accepted by society and one is a famous hero mm-hmm. they get like maybe rebuked for not looking normal the same way that spinner might not get respect in public because he looks like a fucking lizard right like there's still societal norms here and like we've talked about like heteromorphic quirks and stuff being mm. not respected as much as like you know somebody who is just hot and just does another thing right Um, but she's, she's played comedically and it undercuts a lot of the serious points that you could be bringing up artist intent or not. So that's kind of all I have to say on that because I I take it pretty seriously because it, it, I don't want to gloss over it. Same thing with the, like the Nate, like native, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, Hey, this really sucks. This, this Mm -hmm. over here, just Mm -hmm. maybe we don't do that. Get rid of one or two comments and change the voice acting direction mm-hmm. to be a little less James from fucking Team Rocket and you're mm-hmm. good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But <laughs> back to the back to the actual show. Um, Tiger takes offense to damaging Pixie Bob's face because she's trying to find happiness even at her age. She's a fucking year older than me. Calm down, Tiger. Fuck you, dude. They said in the dub, I think it was like, she's trying to find a mate. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, sure. I I love that actually. It's like she's other than trying to find a mate, she's happy. And I love like, yeah. 
I just know so many of my friends who are in their late twenties or thirties. <laughs> That's just them. Like other than trying to find a mate, she's very content with her life. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. not that for her. I get it. I get it. Also, just shout out to him being like, "Don't hurt her. She's trying to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> she's DTF. Leave her alone." <laughs> So now I, I say Spinner and his Busto Buster sword lunge at the heroes. <laughs> the heroes tell the kids not to fight. Um, and we cut to the forest where Kendo is met by Tetsu Tetsu, who's carrying uh, Shiozaki, the vine girl. Momo made them masks um, with another uh, 1B student uh, named uh, Awase. Tetsu wants to fight. He knows that there's a difference between A and B and he wants to like face a crisis and improve like them. He's like, if we don't stand now, when will we? And I'm just like, Tetsu. Our fucking boy. Yeah. You being friends with Kirishima and respecting them means that you don't want to do the stuff that the teachers told you to. And I love that shit. God, shout out to the homie. I fucking love Tetsu Tetsu. He just got added as DLC in the fighting game. Fuck yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. That's good. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> the cloak dude um, introduces himself to Kota and demonstrates his gross as fuck muscle power. Um, and like Cam said, and I didn't even put this together, like his whole thing is to break apart and connect muscle fibers. So I was like, oh shit. Stars above. Stars above. <laughs> Kota remembers the news report uh, of his family's death and recalls that this man is literally responsible. They did try to incapacitate him violently. Like, like he has an eye missing Mm -hmm. basically and like a huge scar on his face from people who just had like like super soaker powers so it's like whoa and as we see how fucking crazy this dude is like the his parents as heroes like one stood no fucking chance and sure. two it's crazy that they did so much damage to him they fucked him up mm -hmm. yeah like yeah, because this guy wouldn't back down. And so, like, you need to, like, punch him until he stops. I was thinking about, I was thinking that the entire time, like, I was watching, like, this scene. I'm like, yo, this kid's parents whip ass. Like, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. they did the absolute most they could. It's it's a pretty a pretty nasty injury. It's, yeah. it's pretty gross to look at. I mean, all he's he's honestly just kind of gross to look at in general. But right, yeah. Yeah. I love that Kota's dad looks like a C-tier hero. Yeah. Like he, yeah. He looks like a gas station worker. Yeah. I fucking love that he's yeah. not like He looks like Saro in a few years. Yeah. Oh my god, he looks like Saro. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Saro would absolutely have a shitty mustache. Oh, he would. Absolutely. <laughs> what are you trying to say, motherfucker? I said shitty. Yours okay, is amazing. That's right. Yeah, you're okay. right. You're right. <laughs> I've had this mustache since I was five years old. God I, damn it. I was born with it. Molded <laughs> by it. Oh, my God. Uh, Deku jumps in to save Kota, just like Mandalay said uh, that somebody would someday, as the villain states that Deku is on the list. He's on the VIP list. Deku's phone broke, almost like horror movie convenient. Um, his, his, his phone broke. So no location sharing now he's on his own for the first time and he needs to save Kota. Like we, we know what it's like when Deku's rescued by All Might. We know what happens when Deku is rescued by his peers. There's nobody to rescue him now. So what is he going to do? Mm -hmm. Bakugo and Shoto are carrying a 1B student, uh, to the halfway point where Ragdoll should be the one that can see like the weaknesses and stuff and, and the quirks of everybody, which is so useful for, like I said before, it's like, if you were a villain, you'd want that power. But also if you're a mountain rescue hero, like that rules to just be yeah, like, absolutely. someone's over there. The hardest shit of like, nobody's going to get 127 hour on my watch, motherfucker. Yeah, right. like, you're over there. <laughs> but it is convenient that she is, is not, that her and the person that can control the earth are knocked out at this point, because there would be, they would be the most useful here. Like, Tiger's a good fighter. Mandalay can give information out. That's good, but 
Mm-mm. Well, and it kind of goes back to the very first episode where you see like the bystander effect, basically, where all these people are like, mm, these people could do it better. So I don't really know what to do. So, I mean, in this case, the people who could do it better can't do it. And you have all these students who are like rejecting that notion right off the bat. Like look at like class one B where they're like, no, like I'm so tired of one A, like, like taking advantage of all these situations, um, maybe taking advantage is a weird way to put it, but like, like acting upon benefiting from in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Like impulsively just like doing it, like, like putting in the work, like being heroes, like we need to do that too. Like, Mm. I know that technically we're not supposed to, but Hey, like we're on land where we can use our quirks. They weren't supposed to either. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting thing, like seeing the mentality of the younger generation, I guess, versus the older. Yeah, that's another thing that like the show is about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Bakugo and Shoto are, are are trying to go to the halfway point where they see a disembodied hand. And I and what I say, I don't know why I wrote this. Marilyn Moeller Manson about to go about to full cowl over this disembodied. Oh the fuck is wrong with you? I don't I listen, I don't know, man. Back with Spinner, he's doing his best stain impression, but he gets embarrassed when Mandalay calls him cool in his own head, which is like that's such a good character moment of just mm-hmm. like I'm going to do what Stain wanted to do. And it's just like, you're oh, cute. And he's like, oh, am I? No. Yeah. What was it like in the dub? Like, she basically said, like, about, like, oh, like, you're, oh, you're like kind of my type. And he's just like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, she's like, yeah, if you weren't a villain, like, I, yeah. would, I would totally date you. Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, God. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which is the correct reaction to that, I would say. No, Mandalay can get it. He's rethinking all of his life's choices. Like, every, every yeah. choice he's made to get up to that point, he's just like, hmm. Are you telling me you wouldn't at that point? Oh, yeah. He's about to throw it all away. He's about to go back to the League of Villains and about be like, so... <laughs> More like his Mandalay Bay. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Woo! At first, I thought it was a pun on Lay, and then you added the Bay, and I'm like, that's what we're going with. Okay. <laughs> I love it. It was perfect. Salty licorice, I don't know. Um, <laughs> big sis Mag and Tiger fight. Uh, Tiger knows all about them. And Mag is like a big time murderer slash attempted murderer. Mag, I think mm. she's killed like three people and there's like attempts on 23 people. It's like, wow. Back with Deku, he's getting his shit rocked by big boy. Um, his arm is like shattered and twisted. And it's like, how many times am I going to see this this little guy and his arm be fucked yeah. up? The entire time I was watching this, I'm just like... Where the recovery girl ain't here, bud. Like, oh yeah. god. Yeah, and even so, she said she wouldn't help him anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he got punched, and that's why that arm is like that. Which is like you hear it crunch at least in the yeah. sub. Uh, like, yikes! And the big dude is like, "Where's Bakugo? He's on the list too." And since Deku doesn't have the info, the villain is like, "Well, you don't know, so I'm just gonna knock you out so I can take you." Deku has like no effect on this guy at all. And it's like very clear that he's like a lesser version of this. What I say is a big pink bastard. Koda steps in and chucks a rock at the big dude telling him who his parents were. And he's like, oh, that's great. I can kill you now. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's like, my life sucks because of you. Uh, so it looks like Kota like was never going to go down like the villain track. He just didn't like heroes um, and is sad about that, which, you know, makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Bulky boy says he doesn't mind the eye uh, and his parents were just doing what they wanted to do. And so is he. And I just want to kill. Uh, this is a result of us all doing what we wanted to do. But you shouldn't try to do what you can't. And speaking of which, here comes Deku trying to do what he can't. 
Deku snags the villain in his fucking gross muscle fibers. And he's like, I don't care. He basically says, I don't care what that sign says. I can't read. <laughs> um. <laughs> Not the first time we've made this joke. That's Not the just last. The whole that show. is Deku. Yeah. That is yeah. Deku's whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, a, a hero's job is to turn lip service into reality. It's like, I mean... Yes, yeah. but you will die, okay? Just j- grab the kid, jump away. <laughs> <laughs> he goes 100% and smashes, and uh, it doesn't fucking work. His arm is bunk and his hand is cut up. And wh- I say it doesn't work. It looks like it did at first, but like for four seconds it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, even though he punched with literally the strength of All Might in his peak, his technique was too sloppy and predictable, so it didn't work, like I said uh, earlier. Just having the ability to do something... It's not a binary switch of like you do it or you don't do it. You mm-hmm. got to finesse mm-hmm. it to do it the right way. The bulky dude, is, he, who is basically the Hulk, he's like, I have no idea what the League wants. I'm just here to play, which is like, holy shit. All right, bud. <laughs> scary. Deku's having kind of like an inner struggle about what to do, and he stops himself from overthinking like a bunch of times, which is a huge step for him. And like, mm-hmm. I love that, that he's just like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking die. No, I'm not. I have to I have to do this. But oh, my God. Uh, but what about this? He's like, stop, 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 which is like so I love that. He's like, this is the only path you can take, Izuku Midoriya. You know shit's going to go down when he calls himself his full name like he's his yeah. own mother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says, remember where you came from. He was full named. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was absolutely full name. Yeah, that was. He busted out the Nathan Norman Brant on himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> he tells Kota to run and does another one hundred percent smash with the broken hand, and tells Kota a lie that it's gonna be fine before he gets fucking crushed by the Hulk. Um, Deku remembers All Might saying that a hero can always break out of a tough spot. He says sorry to his mom twice, which kills me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He calls out for All Might three times, which also kills me. It's it's a little sad. It's, it's hard a to watch. Sad. Because, like, literally last season, All Might says, like, there may be somebody out there calling out my name and yeah. I can't get to them. And that's literally mm-hmm. this. And then, water. Uh, Kota uses his quirk. Uh, to save someone from a villain, just like his parents, the same villain. Um, and this distraction is enough for Deku to have an opening to do some anime math. <laughs> <laughs> because it's time for a one million percent Delaware Detroit smash. The, yeah, Del- the Delaware smash is the fingers one, right? So a Delaware yeah. Detroit smash is him like, numbers mean nothing and I don't give a shit. It's totally fine. This, But this combo move where he like flips all of his fingers out to get the shit away from him and mm-hmm. then punches like yeah. he thought about that like that that's a good that is a good technique he did a good hit he yeah. he's learning but like the sports festival he fucking quadruple broke his fingers and arms there like mm-hmm. i counted he got punched he did the two 100% smashes and then he did the 1 million percent yeah. smash. So this kid's arm is basically linguini. It's no good. But it was worth it because this saved Kota and gave uh, Kota his first hero, uh, just like Mandalay said. And we end on like a little freeze frame that calls back to the exact shot of Deku after um, having cleaned the beach with no powers. Something mm-hmm. that he did, even though it seemed impossible an episode before. So, hey, wow, cool. Hey. Parallels. And as they literally hang on a cliff... We leave this on a slight cliffhanger um, (laughs) because next time we're going through episodes 43 to 46, the second camp arc. Speaking of the word cam, does cam have a segment? 
Uh, actually, no. What? Uh, I I pulled up. Uh, I pulled up stuff on my Xbox to watch it like I usually do, and they just didn't show me any fucking ads. So yeah, there's that. They knew you were making that ads into content, and they're like, no, he's yeah. become too powerful. Oh no, <laughs> I'm taking a little bit of money from Disney. Oh god. <laughs> I'm not taking any money from Disney. <laughs> if anything, we're we may be making them more money by somebody going like, right. "Oh yeah, the Mandalorian is coming out." <laughs> <laughs> Here's a real advertisement. Well, one, listen to Hamburglore. It's our it's our podcast where we talk about fourth dimensional meat from another <laughs> dimension. Um, and also go check out Uppercuts yes. podcast. They're all very Aww. good. They're all chaotic. Ty always sounds like they are about to fall asleep on every podcast, but it's in a good way. <laughs> It's in the, I love the intros where Andrew is just like, hey, welcome to whatever, whatever. Uh, how are you doing, Ty? Good. I'm just vibing. I'm just vibing. I'm just vibing. So that is that is Nate's good advertisement corner. Next time we are covering Camp Arc 2 of 2, uh, episode 43 to 46. And this shit goes absolute ham. We're going to meet more villains. We're going to get some cool hero moments from people that aren't in 1A. I'm so fucking jazzed. Uh, this is this is as Jess kind of said a while ago, like season two through season three, and in my opinion, through season four is some of the best <laughs> shit you're ever gonna watch. It's so good. I'm down to clown. So those are the episodes we're gonna watch next time. So everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Big Three. If you like these episodes or think that we missed something, hit us up at, at Big Three Cast on Twitter or check out our Discord link in the description. And of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for more good shows like this one the biz does stand for business business time it's 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 business time it's Ooh. always business time <laughs> our show art is by the wonderful jess howard our music is by julian v their work can be found at, at jules vz i can be found at, at victory position on twitter i have a new twitter handle bam, bam, bam. I, so you can no longer find me at the old one this one's easier to say. Just Jess isn't fine. <laughs> no, no, I am no longer fine. Uh, no I am longer no longer fine. <laughs> I am no longer baby. I, I want, want power. power. <laughs> uh, you can find me at a wild Uh You can find me on Twitter at the Camdy Man. It's the same because I'm too lazy to change it. And this has been the Big Three. Peace. Oh.